Maybe just a little bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a very spooky, hey, I've got an idea show. That over there is my brother Mason, the Slender Man Williams. And that over there is my brother Luke, the Wide Man Williams. And together we are inventors. Fuck yeah, we are. We are going to invent the shit out of something right here in front of you, in your ears, for your ears, maybe featuring your ears. Maybe it has a lot of ears on it this week. Maybe it's like an ear-themed invention. Mason, what are we inventing this week? Uh, Luke, we are inventing an entry to the SCP Foundation's wiki. I see. One of the SCPs. One of We're making an SCP. One of the one of the main SCPs. Yes, and Luke, before we begin, I would like to do something that I have never yet done. I've tiptoed close, but I have never yet done in an episode of Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to provide you with all of the anagrams we have. This is for SCP SCP, entry. SPC. Oh. PCS. Yep. PSC. Yep. CSP mm-hmm. and CPS. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and not ask for an an, an anagram with the full SCP entry. Yeah, because that one would take a lot longer. Uh, it would take a lot longer, but I'm I'm glad that you've gone through that whole list of hilarious anagrams. So, Well, I just wanted to point out CPS, mm-hmm. that's a common anagram for Child Protective Services. Right, that's Which them. is... Sort of the opposite of what SCP is. Yes. Well, yes and no. I mean, SCP is supposed to keep you safe. So I mean, secure, contain, protect. In theory, the P is protect both times. Yes, it is. Uh, But, no. So, let me just uh, paint a picture for the listener here for a second. Uh, this, this, uh, This thing that we're inventing, by the way, is a suggestion to us from... Uh, Arkylie, I think her name was. Uh, so yeah. thank you, Arkylie. Uh, this, uh, this is a paint- painted picture of my, the atmosphere of what I'm in right now. If I sound just a little bit different, and I hope I do, I hope I sound a little bit clearer and even more radio-like, um, that's because I'm in my closet in my room, so I'm just huddled in the corner, and it is hot as balls. I'm gonna be sweating my ass off by the end of this, but I suffer for this craft- for you, dear okay, listener. so you're so you're over there sweating your ass off, trapped in the closet. I am gonna make sure that closet stays closed. I will secure and contain you, and therefore protect Caitlin. And you will be my personal SCP. I'm not gonna lie; that was not the direction I was expecting this to go. Uh, I I was more for the spook factor. Uh, gonna point out that there's just this little light in the corner. That is not enough light. It is kind of creepy. And oh, oh, and how about that? It's flickering 
every once in a while. I love that. Nice. I love that it's doing that. Uh, but I, I'm not going to move. I'm going to be staying in here in this claustrophobic little space. Uh, and it's uh, it's going to be great. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so for anybody who's not aware of SCP, we should probably uh, elucidate, explain exactly what this shit is. Mm-hmm. You know what? Do we want to get a, a more accurate definition of what it is? Uh, I don't know if definition bot can define. Well, yeah, he probably can. Uh, so yeah, let's let's bring out uh, our second SCP of the day, uh, definition bot. Okay, now I am trapped in this closet, uh, and well, I mean, I can I can handle definition. But you stay in the closet. Okay. You have to stay in the closet. Like I'm keeping this door closed. Okay, cool. Because you are, you need to stay behind like six feet of concrete. Yep, appreciate but it. I am gonna go and get our butter powered robot. Okay. So you, you stay put. Why, why don't you go ahead and uh, and do the honors of asking definition? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to the next closet over, and I'm gonna go get definition bot. Uh, just make sure. Yeah, he's topped up full of butter. Perfect. Very good. Actually, I'm just gonna just gonna get a little coconut oil in there. Whoa, just, are you gonna? A, is that gonna optimize? Is he gonna be better off that way? It's uh, it's gonna help a little bit. Yeah, I'm just gonna just put a little bit in there. Coconut oil is good for everything. No one has a problem with coconut oil. I'm just gonna put that in there. There we go. Give that a little stir in the fuel tank. There, we're good. All right, and fire him up. Hello, definition bot. Hello, Mason. What can I define for you today? Oh, okay. So that's nice. That's what the coconut uh, does. That's the coconut effect that he sounds different. That's the coconut effect. Okay. Definition bot, uh, if you'd be so kind, could you please define the SCP Foundation? The SCP Foundation is a fictional organization documented by the web-based collaborative fiction project of the same name. Within the website's fictional setting, the SCP Foundation is responsible for locating and containing individuals, entities, locations, and objects that violate natural law, referred to as SCPs. The real-world website is community-based and includes elements of many genres such as horror, science fiction and urban fantasy. Within the website's fictional setting, the SCP Foundation is a secret organization entrusted by governments around the globe to contain and study anomalous individuals, entities, locations, objects, and phenomena operating outside the bounds of natural law. If left uncontained, The objects would pose a direct threat to human life and to humanity's perceptions of reality and normalcy. I'm... I haven't delved too far into, uh, the SCP Foundation and what they do. I haven't read any stories. I did play, uh, or I did watch a a play, the playing of a video game about it. Okay. Uh, uh, SCP Containment Breach, it was called. Yeah, uh, I actually watched a video series uh, called, I think it was called Contained, uh, okay. which was about a uh, a dude, and he was one of the SCPs because uh, he just kept regenerating whenever you killed him. So mm-hmm. it was his ongoing adventures of going and seeing SCPs that would inevitably keep killing him over and over again. I see. Here's one thing that I'll say. Um... I'm getting some X Files vibes. Like, uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference a different fictional property if I may, because there is one other thing that I did want to talk about before we get into this. Okay. I would like to talk about uh, the Justice League. Okay. 
Okay, you know why? It's not because there's superheroes or any shit like that in the SCP universe, mm-hmm. but rather because uh, the Justice League, when it was first, when it first came out, uh, like back in the so-called golden age of comic books, mm-hmm. you had uh, some people writing Superman comics and some people writing Batman comics and some people writing Wonder Woman comics and some people writing Green Lantern comics, mm-hmm. and they each had their own separate world and it was like this is the real world except we have this alien from krypton who can fly this is the real world except we have magic and here's this woman from themyscira you know uh and then they brought it all together with the justice league and all of a sudden this was one universe and it all had to make sense because there's a very big difference between telling a story that's this is set in the real world, except there are vampires. This is set in the real world, except there are aliens. This is set in the real world, except there are wizards. And telling a story in which this is the real world, except we do have aliens and magic and vampires and all these things. I mean, necessarily, you've got incompatibilities that need to be ironed out. And in the same way, the SCP is a creative writing exercise in which different people are bringing in different ideas, and then they have to make it work in the same, you know, framework. Oh, I see, I see. You know what, that's actually a pretty cool comparison, now that you, you, like, explain that all out. Um, That, yeah, it, it... Okay, so let me, help me understand something else here, too. Yeah, how is... Uh, the SCP Foundation and the people writing therein, how is it similar and dissimilar from fanfic culture? Okay, well, um, what what you have to do is, with the SCP Foundation, it is all in one canon, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you write an entry and you're like, hey, here's this SCP entry and it's a perfectly normal flower vase but it's got a demon inside it from 20 billion years ago before the universe was formed and he was there at the prior universe and so forth and like okay and then we have somebody else and they enter something and they're like oh here's this thing that if you press it uh it resets the universe and it's going to be pressed like two weeks from now and that's going to reset the universe and the universe is only two weeks old now all of a sudden you have an incompatibility because like is the universe two weeks old or is it 20 billion years old Mm. and you need to iron that out between each other like okay you wrote this part of the story i wrote that part of the story where is the canon how does this agree how that differs from fanfic culture is you have a canon which again much like the justice league much like the scp foundation it it's probably something that's made by some big wealthy conglomerate, such as the DC universe, the Marvel universe, the Star Wars universe, the Star Trek universe, anything like that. That is also a big collaborative writing thing because there's multiple people working at the corporation. But then if you're writing fanfic, you don't have to pay attention to their canon. So if you want to write your own thing and be like, oh, I'm going to write this story, but it's an AU and they all work at a Starbucks Like, you can do that because you alone control the reins. What I'm saying is, is that you need to have a collaborative vision. So whatever we make 
It's going to have to fit in with the SCP Foundation's vision. So if we write something that is inadvertently conflicting or contrasting with an other pre-existing SCP entry, we may have to adjust our thing or adjust their thing to fit mm -hmm. with our thing. I got, Well, that's daunting because, I mean, we regularly don't do research already. Um, I don't know shit about shit. I have not read a single SCP entry, my dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Slenderman's in there. Um, but then also, even though he's like the most popular one or whatever, uh, I know that some other ones might be like, uh, I don't know, there's like a, a, a teddy bear that like if you look at it, then it will get closer to you every time you look at it. Unless, so you have to like not look at it and exit the room or something like that. Or and like... uh, I know that I'm in there. I'm a toaster, a regular two-slot toaster. But for whatever reason, uh, whenever I refer to myself, I can only talk about myself in the first person. Which is very confusing when you're talking about a toaster that is me. I am the toaster, but the toaster isn't me. I just have to talk about uh, right, me okay. in I... the first person. That's... Yeah. Ooh, it's... As creepy. Oh, you're a toaster. I mean, I'm a toaster. Damn it. Uh. Yeah, it's hard to keep straight. Okay. Um, but but okay. Uh, and then he, the only other one that I can think of that was probably from that was the the sleep experiment, or was that just a creepy pasta? Uh, I think there's a lot of crossover between creepypastas and like yeah. if something is sufficiently creepypasta-ish, it can get incorporated or some copy thereof. Now, here's another issue, though, Luke, because mm -hmm. I did not read a single SCP entry, as I said, but right. I did read the FAQ. Okay. And one of the things in the FAQ, they said all of this shit is licensed under Creative Commons. Which means that whatever we use, if we use any information out of the SCP, we have to mention and attribute it to Creative Commons. Which means that, like, our shit, if we enter our shit in there, it will also be Creative Commons. And, like, it's anti-copywritten. And we will always and forever have to mention that it's... That it's you know, not copywritten, that it's Creative Commons. And I think that that might extend backwards to our entire podcast catalog because uh, that may be how that works. And I don't know that I'm willing to give up our copyright on our content. Okay, well, because here's another concern of mine. Um, being uninformed while creating this might invalidate it completely, right? Like, if we were to be like... Okay, let's make uh, Slenderman, but he's got more limbs, and he's stronger than the original Slenderman, and we'll call him S Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, wait, that one's not the one. No, Slender he's the Daddy Long Legs. Daddy, Daddy Long Legs Daddy Man. Daddy Long Legs Man. And, like, as soon as we say some of those facts, we're like, okay, it's... It's it's maybe it's stronger than Slenderman. Maybe if that disagrees with the SCP canon, then it's like, oh well, okay, we failed at making an SCP entry. Because no, it... no, that's the thing is you always like whenever you enter something again, much like the Justice League or any other piece of collaborative fiction. Yes, you can fuck up. There will always inevitably be fuck ups if you have enough of a body of work, but. Where the challenge is, is that you, then you have to come along and somehow correct that fuck up. 
Like, for example, in, uh, in, you know, any other major universe, like, say, again, the DC universe, let's say a character dies in an episode, in a, uh, a fucking issue of, like, Superman's comic, mm-hmm. and then that same character, oops, my plot line, I needed that character, we need to show them over in this Wonder Woman comic book. Uh, oh, shit, that's a, that's a mistake. I didn't realize that they had already died over here. Okay, well, now we have to have some sort of backstory that explains, okay, no, they weren't really dead, that was a duplicate. Or, oh, it went back in time. Or, oh, I prayed to the god of death and brought them back, or something. You just need to backfill some explanation for why shit works. So in a nutshell, we will be fine, because no matter how badly we screw it up, we should be able to write ourselves out of it if we could just bullshit some kind of explanation. Yeah, we just have to, like, be quick enough with the wallpaper paste that we can, you know, sort of paper over any seeming inconsistencies. Okay. By uh, the way, uh, I did take a moment while uh, Definition Bot was doing his good work. Yeah. And I did uh, get all of the anagrams for SCP entry. There's actually not that many. Would you like to hear them? You know... Sure, I don't mind putting off this task a little bit longer. I've, I've got one that is one word. Can you guess it? Are you kidding me? Has that ever happened with anything you've done before? Uh, it's rare. Yeah, I'm going to cut the dead air for a minute here so that we can actually give me, like, let's, I'll give, me, give me 30 seconds. Okay, SCP entry is what I put in. Uh, I'm going to give up. I bet I could do better if I actually wrote it out in front of me, but I'm not going to. Okay. The single word that is an anagram for SCP entry is encrypts. Whoa, that's a good on-topic one, too. Yeah. Like, okay, no, let's work with that. Let's work with that. Whatever we're going to make, it has to be encryption-themed. Which makes sense, given that we're working with something and we don't know the canon. So if we just have something that fucks around with information, then it can be something that says retroactively, hey, whatever we claim in this entry, if it doesn't appear to jive with reality, it's just because shit got encrypted somehow. Okay. okay. Like it encrypts reality. I don't know. I, I, I like that. What if it was that all of the SCP entry stuff was real. And the reason why we don't believe it is that we don't understand it well enough because of like this encryption level in our brain that like, if there was something that could decipher it and unencrypt it in our head, show us the right way that we would see that all of it is real well, now I kind of want to get into uh, some some Men in Black. Uh, I'm gonna keep referencing different fictional properties here. Uh, Men in Black philosophical questions. Uh, do you think that the SCP Foundation are the good guys? They they propose themselves as the good guys. Uh, I remember briefly skimming the FAQ as well. Uh, it suggested that, uh, you know, we're better off. The government is is better off using the SCP Foundation 
to help to uh, to keep the the public from these these things. Well, I mean, certainly they uh, they contain things that could destroy reality as we know it or end civilization as we know it. Certainly, if the information that they kept secret were to get out and become public, it would change public perceptions and we would we would have a different understanding of reality. But are we to presume that like no other organization or no other body could deal with these world ending threats in a similar or better way? And that are we to presume that it is a good thing to keep the vast majority of humankind in the dark on this? Or would it be better if like we let people in on it so that they can make informed decisions? Well, therein lies the question of like the MIB as well. Were the MIB the good guys or not? And and they've saved the Earth and they've saved the universe multiple times because they deal with stuff that I will admit I would not be able to handle. But does that mean that they're justified in keeping everything locked down, proclaiming themselves to be the sole authority and like saying, oh, the general public, they couldn't handle this information? I, I think the main question we're actually asking here is if we're OK with like authoritarian secrets. Like, is yeah, there a place for them? As as a registered, card-carrying, chaotic good uh, individual, or at any rate, I would carry my card if I weren't so chaotic good that I constantly lose it or yes. use it to help people and then forget that I have to carry it. Sometimes uh, your, your, your cards good, are used for, like, spreading peanut butter on your toast in the morning. Exactly. Uh, it, as a registered, uh, chaotic good individual... Uh, I always tend to side with, uh, you know, the uh, the whistleblowers and so forth. Like, I I think that if you know what, if a secret can't get out because it would make someone mad, guess what? That person should be mad. Like Mm. the fact that they would be mad is not a good reason to keep that secret because they're supposed to be mad. Hmm. I'm that way about, like, espionage secrets, war crimes, uh, people keeping their salaries secret at work. Like, fuck that. You should be able to talk about how much you make because that's why we still have a fucking pay gap. We wouldn't have a pay gap if men and women could compare their paychecks. Yes. Uh, Check out the Adam Ruins Everything stuff about that, too, for for more, for further reading. Um, But... Okay, I'm going to just play devil's advocate for a second. Is there any scenario for, like, public safety? Like, if there was something that, okay, if the public knew this, it would completely tank the economy, or uh, everyone would be running for their lives and cause mass panic, or... Like, if there was anything that, like, the whole keep calm and carry on thing that, uh, if it said the truth, which was, holy shit, everything's, you know, don't keep calm, uh, if it, if it wrecked the social order, would that, is there any sort of secret that would help? Like, I'm, well, now, here's, here's the question, my friend. The question is not, you know, should we keep these secrets? The question is, how long can we? 
because on a long enough timeline, this information gets out. The only question is, do you want to control its release now, or do you want to wait until the beans spill? Hmm. Because with the increase in technology, like, everybody's walking around these days with a fucking video camera in their fucking pocket, and they can instantly send information to the world, it is inevitably only a matter of time until fucking Loch Ness, the fucking Loch Ness monster, winds up on YouTube. Like, on a long enough timeline, some of this information will get out. Yeah. Wow. Uh... And here's a question. Here's a question. Let's say I decide I'm going to be a whistleblower. I saw some stuff I shouldn't have seen at the SCP Foundation. I'm going to go run to a major newspaper. I'm on my way out. They want to stop me. What do they do? Do they kill me? Do they lock me up? If they lock me up, am I now an SCP? Hmm. And they're like, oh, SCP number 42069. Don't let him out. Why? Because he's got paranormal powers? No, he just wants to talk to the Chicago Tribune. And we don't really feel it merits killing him. But at the same time, we can't let him free. So we're just going to give him three hots and a cot until he dies of natural causes. What if, uh, what if this was part of the design of what we wind up making? Because I feel like we want to sort of start talking about that at this point um what if it was a whistleblower themed monster that while being contained uh i don't know i um i want to keep it conceptual but i want to design let me let me hit you with this let me hit you with this let's say there's plenty of things in the scp foundation Mm -hmm. that compel behavior much like the toaster Right? Like, you can't even think about the toaster or talk about the toaster without doing so in the first person, regardless of how confusing and stupid that may be. Right. Like, there are plenty of SCP entries that will compel human behavior, okay? So what if there's an SCP that, when you encounter it, when you see it, when you understand what it is, you are compelled to reveal all your secrets. You are compelled to go tell the world about what you just saw. And so the SCP entry itself is somehow encrypted. It is locked in a vault and no one who sees it is allowed out. They also have to be kept or killed. But like, it's, it's a thing like the whole thing with the SCP foundation is they want to keep that information, but they can't allow themselves to know this information. They can't, even allow themselves to know it because anyone who handles this information goes and walks out the front door and goes running for the local newspaper. Okay. So, hold on a second. I want to make sure I'm following this correctly. Yeah. You're saying... You're saying if someone learns all of the things that they're supposed to know to be part of the foundation? No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, let's say, fuck it, it's a raisin, okay? It's a raisin in a little fucking box, okay? Mm -hmm. But when you look at that raisin, you say to yourself, oh, I gotta go tell people everything about this raisin. Holy shit, I gotta go spread the word, start spreading the news. I need to tell as many human beings as possible about the existence of this raisin. And that would be fine if the raisin were still outside of SCP Foundation. That would be fine. You'd just have it out on the street and somebody would be like, hey, I've got this raisin, check out this raisin. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be fine. No one would give a shit. 
But because the SCP Foundation got it, because it is an SCP, it does weird shit, now anyone who sees the raisin, they've got to go run and tell people and be like, hey, I saw this raisin. It's a really amazing raisin. Really? Where is it? Oh, it's in the SCP Foundation. In the what now? Like, Mm, they would have to talk about it in the context where it is. And because of that, they have to lock this raisin down. The SCP Foundation needs to keep the raisin a secret even from itself. So they can't even have on record what the raisin is or where it is. It's somewhere in this locked room, but we can't tell you exactly where because once you become aware of the existence of the raisin, you will compromise right. the mission and we're going to have to shoot you. Right. That was that was some of the um like that was some of my uh, hesitancy with this with this concept is like how do you even address the thing that you're not supposed to address? Like how do you contain something like that that seems kind of impossible to contain like if you've got a raisin box that you can trap it in and be like all right whatever that thing is somebody told me to put put this thing in a raisin box uh i don't know what it is because i was just told to put it in there because we had to kill that person yeah like the scp entry itself in the writing cannot mention what it is because that gives the game away, right? So you have to have in the SCP entry, in the little wiki thing, it can't mention what the thing is. Because if you mention what the thing is, then you would be compelled to go and tell people about it. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie. This is all sounding like a pretty good start. But uh, the raisin talk is making me thirsty. Yeah, raisins are pretty dry. Yeah. So uh, I, quite frankly, I want to go grab uh, just a sip of water. Yeah, let's uh let's go over to SCP number H2O. Mm. Hello dear listeners and thank you for listening to season 3 episode 19 and SCP entry. It's just a quick break to let you know a few things that uh, you might not know as well as uh, sort of update you on Mason and I's uh, uh, creative endeavors eyes, his eyes, it's not like eyeballs. Anyway, this is, I'm just in my uh, recording booth, and I'm still getting used to the right settings, so if it sounds a little bit different, I'm still just trying to find the right notch for how to get the highs nice and good, and also the lows. Nobody cares. Mason is Tailstick at Tailstick on Twitter. He does an awesome webcomic called Forward, forwardcomic.com. I highly recommend it. It's pretty interesting. Also, he does the art for Roll to Save, a comic at Roll to Save comic.com he also does a bunch of interesting stuff on his patreon he's got uh, books and board games and all kinds of stuff you can have access to try patreon.com slash for that as for me i am less ashamed at less ashamed on twitter i've actually got a sort of a side tangent little quick project that uh, uh, a podcast i'm a big fan of punch up the jam i'm gonna do kind of a goodbye tribute to one of the hosts demi so i've got a song parody plan for that uh so when that goes uh, when that goes live i'll make sure to link you to that because I think it's going to be kind of funny. Also, I do a YouTube series called Careful Consideration, which I will do more iterations of one day. But for now, it's just Luna's Queer Puzzle. Uh, so go, like, look that up on YouTube, Luna's Queer Puzzle, if you haven't already. Also, I've got a mashup album coming sometime soon. As you might have guessed, the artificial deadline sort of worked. It got me from like 75% to like 90% done, but I still 
Time management is a thing when you've got a convention and a wedding to run on top of your full-time job. Excuses, excuses. I'm also working on other podcast stuff, and you'll hear more about that eventually. If you want to advertise with us or do some sort of cross-promotion or something like that, hit us up, show at gmail.com. Also, lastly, but definitely not leastly, uh, check out show.com and suggest a topic we can invent Whatever your heart desires, uh, there's a form there to help you do that. Give it a try, show.com and then click on Suggest a Topic there. We're going to get back to the action on this little horrific uh, SCP entry. Don't get too spooked. Abu. Okay, Mason. So yeah. I've got something for you uh, that I think will be a pretty good challenge. Breathe some life into this thing. Okay, okay beautiful. Because I Bre- breathe some life back into the raisin, have it get up and dance around with some other raisins. That would be California creepy, raisins. like the California raisins. Those guys, yeah. those guys would be a pretty good entry, I think. If you, gave if they it the were right. real, absolutely. If you gave it something, yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, much and- any cartoon character, if it's real, belongs in the SCP. Any claymation or stop motion thing that's real. Oh God. Oh, God, would you not be creeped the fuck out by something coming at you in claymation in real life? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, that's an unsettling thought. Okay, maybe we go in a direction like that. But here's the thing that I want from you, Mason. Okay. I'm sitting here in this closet, this this hot, dank-ass fucking closet. I got to keep this, you in there. You're my this SCP. Bright little, bright, this little light in the corner. Yeah. And... The point of a good SCP entry story, when you read it, is to get you all unsettled, get you creeped out. I'm gonna be yeah. honest; I don't feel creeped out. I feel like I just want to just want to leave this closet. I want you to scare me. Oh, you want me to scare you? Yeah, I want you to weave me a tale of a web that you've spun from your spindle. Okay, and okay. make me feel. Like I'm just, I'm just, I just wanna wanna die. Uh, okay, okay. okay. D- don't make me wa- don't make me wanna die. But I would like to feel worse. I'm in the mood to feel worse. Beautiful. What you, what you got? Okay. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Uh, what are your top five body parts that you would not like to be injured in? Uh, eyes, neck, balls, butthole. Uh, I, I guess down the throat or stomach is is bad too. Okay, okay. Uh, All right. Is butthole worse than like up the nose? I'm surprised you're not going like fingers, because I got a big phobia about like not getting my fingers broken. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of broken fingers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I had a broken finger, I'd be a bit of a bugaboo. I'd be like, oh man, oh shucks. Uh, well, let's uh, let's see here though. You didn't say finger. You said uh, you said I butthole. So I said butthole. We might have to go butthole on this. Well, at first one was eyeball. That's the eyeball. Okay, and, and honestly, neck. Like I, when I see like beheading stuff in fiction i feel like i feel it 
Like, I feel like it, Ooh. and I don't necessarily subscribe to this belief, but if I did believe in reincarnation, I would believe that a, for- a past life was beheaded. Oh, now there's a thought. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily past lives, but what if it was something that, like, when you see it or touch it or interact with it in some way, you get to see and experience like going back through your genetic lineage all the way back to mitochondrial Eve, you get to experience how all of your ancestors died. So it's just like death after death after death. Yeah. Like you're just working your way back. Like our mom is not yet dead, but we go back a step and this is matrilineal now. So Mm. we go back and we get to feel how our grandmother died. Mm. And uh, that one was unpleasant because she sort of lingered in the hospital. Yeah. And then we go back a step and you get to feel how her mother died. And you go back a step and you get to feel how her mother died and so forth back through, you know, a couple of generations at least. And you just get to you just get to live through their deaths. You get to feel their final moments of pain and regret and, you know. I, 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 as conceptually, I agree that that's an unsettling concept. Um, it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's a Matryoshka doll because I wanted something that's mother themed. Mm, okay. I, I, I like the coat of paint on that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I got another one I want to bring to the table real quick. Okay. Hit me. Um, because this isn't an SCP entry and yet I feel like if it was presented in the right way at the right time, it might've been, okay. uh, and that's the uh, the Sarlacc pit. Ooh. Right? Because, like, if you fell into the Sarlacc pit, you see the teeth, you see the the cavernous, like, uh, you know, the way that it sinks in. And But the thing that made it scary was the concept of, like, you will be digested for the rest of your life. And, like, the acids will slowly melt you away. Well, it's and, weird that it keeps you alive. I don't know how it would do that. Mm-hmm. But then, or why it would do that? Quite it was frankly. the it was the concept of that that made the it a more like scary kind of idea, right? But then, I don't know about you, but I remember seeing you know in the fight a couple other poor saps get thrown down there. And yeah, everybody like, remembers Boba Fett, but there's there's some other flunkies that just get tossed down in there. The same like, thing oh, happened man. to all of them. Oh, that sucks. Like, That's gotta really suck. I wish someone just threw a grenade down there to make it simpler, you know? Well, now, see, here's the thing. If the Sarlacc pit keeps you alive, it must be doing that for a reason. It must be farming you, right? So, like, much like... Uh, did you ever see... I think it's called Daybreakers. Uh, it was a vampire it was a thing, right? Vampire movie, yeah, where, where uh, vampires have taken over the world, and so humans are just kept in a coma and just farmed for blood. Oh, like, I, ha- I did not know that was what that was about. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's fucking rad, actually. Uh, but yeah, no, the, uh, the thing uh, about the Sarlacc pit keeping you alive is it must be, the only reason why it would do that would be if it's farming you. If it needs something that you produce that it can't produce on its own, that it can't get just by eating you. So something like your blood or it's farming your spit or it's farming your poop or something. Right. And it's just, it forces a feeding tube and a breathing tube down your throat so that you can't starve even if you try. Right. And it like binds you in place and it just keeps pumping you full of its own nutrients somehow Right. But then it's also extracting from you whatever it needs, your tears, your hair, whatever. Right, right, right. 
if that was if if I mean this is very I have no mouth but I must scream uh but if if the suffering of a human uh alone like if it could be kept in that state if that sustained another being or bliss like if it keeps you in a perpetual state of orgasmic bliss and it just lives off of your pleasure i mean don't get me wrong that sounds appealing but you also have no life and if you get out somehow you're gonna be an addict by that point you're gonna be like no no put me back in right i i seem to remember i don't know how true this is or if this was really like conclusively proven or whatever but there was some sort of like dopamine trigger that they were able to isolate in in a rat brain or something and they were able to trigger like have it literally attached to this button so that the 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 rat could like stimulate its own dopamine and like just give itself a hit and yeah. basically it got so addicted to pressing the dopamine hit that why would it eat right and it just sits there hitting the button hitting the button until, until it, it starves, starves. Yeah. yeah so like a similar thing here where it like it has you and you want to be in there because it's wonderful. It's joyous. And it's just living off of your, your opium hallucinations. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah. Or but much like the, uh, the humans in the matrix, right. Uh, it's got you in a dream state and it's just using your brain for clock cycles. Hmm. Creepy. Because as long as you're dreaming and all your dream is just pleasure, that doesn't take up too much space in your head. It can use all the rest of the spare clock cycles in your noggin for its own cognition, which means that every human being that gets added, this thing gets smarter. Yep, pretty creepy. Okay, uh, what do you want to make? Oh, wait, no, you're supposed to scare me. Uh, okay, okay. Um, all right, so here's the scary thing. Uh... Let's say we're we're working together at here at the SCP Foundation. We're mm-hmm. both employees, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to meet you for Parcheesi. And then you're like, "Huh, Mason's late coming back from his shift. Wonder where he is." And then you go over to the last room that I was in, and they're like, "No, you can't go in there. It's feeding." And you're like, "What do you mean it's feeding?" And you're like, "Yeah, no, it's it's eating Mason's memories." Uh, if we do manage to get him out, he probably won't remember you. And even if he does, he will attack you so that he can get back in. It's best just to leave him in there. And you look through the little window and you see me and I'm just sort of blissed out and pawing at the air. And there's this thing in the center of the room that's just sort of glowing and humming. And you're like, no, that's my brother. We got to get him out. It's like, no, leave him, leave him. He, He would attack you if you tried to pull him out now. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's you creep me out already. Uh, that's that's pretty good. I I'm actually way more disturbed by the concept of of you, my brother, whom I love, uh, turning into that than than things happening to me. Almost. Um. Yeah. I remember. I distinctly remember. Uh, there was an anti-drug commercial. Uh, uh-huh. This is strange and like sort of emotional place to take this, but it was an anti-drug commercial, and it was it showed footage of like, uh, two kids like playing on a canoe, and the music that played, uh, alongside it was the "He ain't heavy, he's my brother," and just 
I was probably six or oh, younger when it played that, and it showed like the you know the drugs like took away this this guy's brother. I remember even then thinking like, oh man, I hope you never do drugs, because it would Could- it would suck if I lost you to drugs. Yeah, I mean that's basically what we're talking about. I mean, we're we're putting a spooky coat of paint on this, but at bottom, this is just like me on heroin. Duh, God, please don't do heroin. Well, were I mean, you it looks on so doing, good though. Were you planning on doing some heroin? Well, I mean, Kurt Cobain, he he was a genius and he was on heroin. He was. Hey, um Okay, I mean, were you were you really were you really wanted to try it? Like you really just you you got your heart set on it, just you thinking. Well, it just seems like it would be a really good time. Okay, well maybe just do a little bit. <laughs> I'll just I'll just do a little heroin. Just a soup song. One of, one of my favorite drug related jokes was okay. uh, there was a there was a game that was being played called Datura, and I don't know if you know about Datura, but Nothing. do not do Datura. It is the kind of drug that you do it a little bit and like no one has a good time. Uh, They're gone for a couple of days and they might get their brain back and they just have terrible hallucinations and stuff like that. And as they're discussing it, one of the other people in the room is like, man, like sounds like a bad trip, but maybe just a little bit, though. It's like, no, no, like, don't do this. It's a really bad one. It's like, okay, but, like, it, it, the the little bit that you think is super bad, like, what if it was half of that little bit? You know, like, what's the smallest <laughs> amount that isn't bad? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, drugs are bad. Don't do them unless they're good. Yeah. The more you know. And I Could would you put in the if... more you know soundtrack, the, the little soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, oh, right oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's right here. So nice. I would rather uh I would rather you didn't get mind farmed. So I will admit that that's pretty creepy. I guess I was sort of in the headspace that you would sort of attack me where I live right now, which is literally in this dark creepy closet. Well, I mean if you want, we could have an SCP that is sort of space warp themed where if you come towards it like the space around you contracts and contracts and now you got sort of an infinite hallway scenario where you're like running and running and you can't ever get to the end of it. And then as soon as you turn around, like there's always the wall that's way closer behind you than you thought it should be. Mm. How about, uh, how about a, uh, it's another space warping one, but it's, uh, you know, when you leave the room, you know that there's going to be, you know, your hallway outside of that room uh, and it's in your house and that's all that there is to it. But what if it was always going to just be the the blackness of space and and void and you can't leave if you choose to leave, then you die because you're just sucked out into the blackness of space. And that doesn't exist, right? That's not a real thing, except you thought about it and it gets its power from you thinking about it. So now... Now the the more unrealistic and silly you think it is, the more it is that it's gaining power and it's actually happening. And like I now me talking about it, I'm giving power to it. The more likely it is that I can't leave this closet because there's just void and I'm stuck in here forever. Okay, so so again, coming back to the idea of encrypts, 
is this is something that we would have to keep even the knowledge of it to ourselves locked down or removed somehow because the more we think about it, the more we talk about it, the more power we give it, the more mm. real it becomes. Thank God no one listens to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, faithful listeners that are listening. Okay, well, here's here's the other option, though. We turn it around. Uh, because one of the whole things about the SCP Foundation is that it has to be a secret. What if it's the opposite? What if it's something where we do have to get that information out? Hmm. Where you have to keep telling new people about the information in order to keep it contained. That as soon as this thing, nothing new is learning about it, it's going to get out. It's going to make other people learn about it. So you have to tell one new person about it every day. And like maybe the way that the SCP Foundation gets around it is they have somebody who they can wipe their memories so they can just tell them fresh every day. And that counts. That's a good workaround. Like as far as evil workarounds go, that's pretty good. But yeah, someone new, some new person has to learn about this thing once every 24 hours. And if you don't control who that is, it's going to get out there and it's going to tell someone else that it exists. Well, to be fair, I mean, their job is to control it. So on the one hand, you got, you know, somebody who doesn't get to live their life because they're just there to have their mind wiped every day. That fucking sucks. But also it's one person. And, you know, that's the only requirement. They have to hear this new thing every day. It so doesn't like... even have to be the same person. Like, if that person has an issue or they're sick one day, well, they just need to tell somebody else who isn't even aware of it. Maybe somebody else who already works for the SCP Foundation. They just have to be like, hey, did you hear about number 726? No, what is it? Oh, it's just something where we have to tell somebody new about it every day. Oh, that's weird. Let Thanks for letting me know. No problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, they think they're taking, like, an allergy pill every day. But it's just wiping that specific memory. That's pretty good. You know what? Okay, I I, I want to put it to this. Let's just think of the four best things from this episode. And let's have the verdict decide which one of these four has the, the best legs. Okay? Because I feel like we could do a little more fleshing out of a couple of the different things that we've talked about. But we got to pull the plug uh, eventually. And quite frankly, I don't know. We've had a couple of good ideas. I want to know which ones the which one the people actually. Uh, okay, so thing. I would say our four options are: uh, we called it a raisin, but it doesn't have to be a raisin. The thing that compels you to tell people, the thing that compels you to be a whistleblower. So the unsecret, right? The uh, the whistle got... want. Want whistle. I want to whistle. This raisin makes me want to whistle. Well, mm. I mean, if you're the one blowing the whistle, maybe this is just a whistle that sucks to make you blow. So it's the sucking whistle. It's a whistle suck. Whistle suck. The whistle suck compels you to become a whistle blow. Okay, so just to just to reiterate... The whistle suck is the thing that makes you want to immediately leave as soon as you get any knowledge of what it is. It makes you, you need to tell as many people whistle, as possible, which immediately makes you a you are compelled risk. to spread the word, and therefore you're probably going to need to be assassinated ASAP. 
Yeah. And the people who are have it locked down, they can't even know what it is because if they know what it is, they as well will be compelled. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the whistle suck. I, I want to, you know, bring back my, my void thought. The like space darkness is I just, or, or not darkness space exists just outside of the room. If you think about it too much. Right. If you think about it too much, then in whatever's outside of the immediate area that you're in is just a blank void that will kill you. And the more you think about it, the more that becomes true. Right. So void the, thought. It's vo let's call it void thought. Void thought's got a nice, uh, nice ring to it. All right. Okay. So, uh, your I really like your mind farming. I, really, uh, the dream I hate eater. to like it. Dream eater. But I mean, is there anything new there? I feel like there's a million versions of that. Yeah, because it's really just morphine. It's really just opiates. Okay, yeah. So let's like detour that one. Uh, what was that last one? Uh, the last one was the opposite thing, where um, if you uh, if you know about it, I think. What do we say that it compels you to keep it a secret? Or no, the thing that compels you to tell one new person each day. And if you don't control that, then it's going to make sure someone else knows about it. So right. it's something that needs to have its existence be known by one new person every day. So it's memory. It's like a memory reset, but it's must be someone okay, so, needs to learn about it it's the auto learner it's can, it can we use the word gnosis in there ooh gnosis the um, no the know me the know me well no, it needs it needs to know uh the person who knows about it needs to be uh new it needs to be someone who hadn't known about it before so neo uh, neo neonosis neo neonosis sounds good neonosis Neonosis. I'm confident that uh, neonos uh, gnostic neonostic is probably a thing. But anyway, um, neonosis is a is a good nickname for that. So once again, the neonosis is you have to hear about it once a day. Uh, somebody needs to hear about it once a day. Somebody knew who didn't know about it before. Yeah. Uh, escape and kill everybody or whatever. Um, do we just got the three then? Um. Uh, well, I mean, you you sort of vetoed the uh, the Dream Eater, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll throw, you know what? I'll throw Dream Eater in there anyway, just because it's creepy. But I mean, that one needs the most work of the four. Fair enough. It is so, kind of generic Dream Monster. Dream Dream Eater. Thing. We got Dream Eater, Neonosis, uh, the whatever. They're all in there on the Twitter. Uh, and you should vote on which one you like the best. You can, That's and you should, and you must. At H-I-G-A-I -I show. Yes. On Twitter. And if you have something that you want to suggest to us, check out H-I-G-A-I -I show and fill out the form there real quick. And you, you know what? We might make your thing. Yeah. And uh, Luke, do you, do you know what we're making next? Because I got a bunch of suggestions over here on my end. You know what? I didn't have them queued up, and I was just about to look up uh, whoever was next, but uh, we can we can do a fresh one from someone on your end, and we'll get back to one of the other uh, suggestions in the form uh, next week. So, okay, yeah, so what you got? I've got, I've got a whole bunch of things all sort of queued up already, 
and my little list here from some different people. But if you if you will, I would like to go for the uh, for the top one on the list, which is something that I thought of, something that we need to do, if you don't mind. I, I really don't mind it because I feel a, an energy that you, like, definitely got a good one. Well, uh, Luke, you know, th- things are tough, okay? Things are tough all over. It's, uh, it's, it's real rough out there, you know? There's, there's a lot of reasons to be stressed out, a lot of reasons to feel tired. But uh, I, I want you to know, Luke, everything's gonna be all right. Rockabye. That's right. We are going to write a lullaby. A lullaby. We are going to put you to sleep, dear listener. Don't listen to this next episode while you're driving. Yeah, that's probably for the best. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I know you do your little, like, preamble. Uh, and I, But I do like the misleads along the way. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I quite enjoy that I had no idea up until when you said rockabye that it was going to be lullaby like that was That's Sean Mullins. He is a, a one hit wonder. I believe in the nineties is good track. Good track. Look that, yeah. l- look that song up. If you didn't recognize the thing that I sang just now, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can hear us make some kind of bullshit lullaby next week. If you want to tune in for a little bit more uh, needlessly creative conversation. And until that next week, dear listeners, Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.